so much of what I've learned about God has come from my motherhood journey. You know, I thought I thought it was I've been Christian for a while. I thought I knew not not everything. I definitely didn't think everything, but there were so many different facets of God that I just didn't understand until I became a mom. And so motherhood is really important, I think, in two ways. I think it's important as the mother because that deepens my relationship with God. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, Altered Stories show listeners. This is Michelle Saunders, that's your chief storyteller host. Welcome to the Altered Stories show episode 55. Yes, that's 55. Jenna's motherhood journey, God's story. And thanks for listening to the show. Friends, I hope you've had a great start for your month of May. We're recording tonight. And it is Cinco de Mayo. And this is also the week for the National Day of Prayer. So this is an eventful week. But this evening, I have the honor and blessing to have a very special guest on the show that I'm bringing to the mic. Her name is Jenna Erlinson. And Jenna is God amazing. I met Jenna through the Christian Podcasters Association, and we had some other affiliations. And guess what? Tonight, she's on the show. So let's get to know her. Good evening, Jenna. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for being here. And I am super excited to have you. And I'm just going to share a few words about you, Jenna, and then you can obviously jump in and share some other things about yourself if you choose. Uh, friends, Jenna is a mom of two. That's right, Jenna. Right now, you're a mom of two, correct? Uh, well, three outside of the womb and then two inside the womb right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But you're also a pastor's wife, a registered nurse. And you, of course, are doing your own podcast and you have a podcast show called The Bridge of the Faithful. And your podcast recently has been recognized by Podcast Magazine. And you made the list of the top 50 mom podcasters. That is amazing, Jenna. I mean, I don't know how many mom podcasters there are out there. Do you know? I'm assuming a lot. To be in the top 50 is great. That's great. So congratulations. Thank you. I also want to give you an opportunity to share some things about yourself so the listeners can get to know you before we actually jump in to uh, having you share your story. Is there other things about you that you'd like the listeners to know? That list sounds like I do a lot of different things, which is true, but I'm still pretty normal and deal with all the same issues that everybody deals with. Yes. Yes. Well, I'd like to also, you know, just present the achievements because I do think being a mom should be honored, you know, and respected. And podcasting is a lot of work. I know. 
And I'd like to learn a little bit more and have the listeners list, uh, learn a little bit more about your podcast. So can you share, you know, there could be some listeners too that want to start a podcast. I'd love to have you just share a little bit about, you know, what brought you to your podcast? How long have you been podcasting? Why the name? Can you share some of that? My podcast started in January of 2018. So we're at about three years. Um, and for those of you who want to start a podcast, I, I am proof that you do not have to be fully polished and fully on a schedule when you start. Um, it took me two years. You know, there was a baby in there and a move and all these different things. So it took me two years to finally get even consistent. Um, I'd say this last year, I've really met people and brought my A game more in. So if you just want to start and just start somewhere, do it. That's it's it it'll be worth it in the long run. Um, for me, it started. I didn't even know what a podcast was when I started podcasting, which is really funny. <laughs> I didn't um, either, Jenna. <laughs> thank you. I'm not the only one. Not too much. <laughs> so we were in the middle of what um, I call my shepherd's field, waiting in my shepherd's field time. And my husband had felt the call to become a pastor. He went to, we went to a little school called Cedarville University. I don't know if you've heard of it. He was a youth ministries major. And when we graduated, we realized that we were not mature enough to be spiritually responsible for teenagers. So he actually went and he became a video producer and a web developer and did all of that kind of stuff, very different than pastoring. And um, in all of that, eventually God brought us back to that full-time ministry dream. And we waited for quite a while. And I knew that this was the time that God was preparing Josh, but he was also preparing me for whatever my role would look like. It was going to, I mean, obviously it's going to affect both of us. And I am somehow involved in a specific way, in different ways. And I just knew that this was the time that God was going to work on me. And I wanted to journal that. And I was thinking a blog and my husband said, if you're wanting to send this out for other moms to listen to or to, for other moms to read, maybe you should consider doing a podcast because then at least they can listen when they're doing dishes or something like that. And it was kind of a journal for me to document what God was doing in my life so that I could go back and listen to it and then just share whatever wisdom with anyone that wanted to listen. And surprisingly, people actually did listen. I'm still in shock that people want to listen to this. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how my podcast started was my husband telling me that that I should do that. And I have a background in theater and, and that kind of stuff. So speaking is not my issue. It's the tech, but he obviously has the tech stuff. So he had all of the equipment and all of that. And it just happened to basically fall in my lap. So how can you say no when God literally drops it in your lap and says, do this? Yes. And you can do it at home. You know, I mean, there's, and you can work around your schedule and there's a lot of flexibility typically, right? You know, for being able to do the recordings and all. So but the name, the Bridge of the Faithful, that was the start start of your podcast name. Is that right? The same name? Mm -hmm. I I knew that I really wanted to focus on what is faithfulness because it's one of those words that we use a lot in church, 
And I knew that it was a word that I needed to understand to be able to trust God. And I just realized like, I use this word, but I don't understand what it means. What's it mean for God to be faithful to me? What's it mean for me to be a good and faithful servant? How do I see that in my culture now? How do I see that from the Bible? All of these different things. And I was, I just knew that faithfulness was the focus of this podcast. And I hadn't thought of a name yet. And all of a sudden um, I do, well, we talked about how I sing. And I was on worship team that week when I was really starting to get everything together. And I got a text from the worship pastor at the church we were at and it got all garbled. (laughs) And he said, we're going to be doing, and then it came out bridge of the faithful, but that's not what the text was supposed to say. (laughs) And I just saw that. And I just felt this, like, this is the title. I don't know why this is the title, but this is the title of the podcast. It just was kind of literally God texted me the title of my podcast. (laughs) Wow. God's amazing. Isn't he how he works through, you know, when it's something that's, he's desiring you to do. He, he, it's like, he puts all the pieces together, Mm -hmm. you know, and that is amazing. I think that's a God story in itself. Don't Mm -hmm. you? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that, Jenna. Where do people find your podcast if they want to listen to it? My website is um, www.botfpodcast.com. And it's on pretty much any listening app that you like. I personally use Pocket Cast because I can put my order of what order I want to listen to things and add stuff to my queue and stuff like that. I like it being more organized that way. So you can find me pretty much any of those apps. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Jenna. Um, I know we weren't going to talk about your podcast as your God story, really, but it is in itself a God story, too, as we lead into the question around your motherhood God story. So I appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, I always like to ask my guests some deep questions. You know, we deep dive in our conversations of sharing and before we actually get into you also singing, um, which we talked about, I would love to kind of get from your perspective why you believe being a mom is is such an important role. Having, you know, being a mom, three children, going to be a mom of twins, which is incredible. But why do you think, since we're this is around Mother's Day. We're going to, you know, focus on motherhood. And I would just love to know from you, your perspective of why you think being a mom is so important. It's such a hard question to pinpoint exactly. But so much of what I've learned about God has come from my motherhood journey. You know, I thought I thought it was... I've been Christian for a while. I thought I knew not not everything. I definitely didn't think everything, but there were so many different facets of God that I just didn't understand until I became a mom. And so motherhood is really important, I think, in two ways. I think it's important as the mother because that deepens my relationship with God in a way that I wouldn't have been able to do before. And then also, there's just so much that being a mom affects your kids. And I'm realizing how how I fail in that a lot of times, but a lot of their questions, they come to mom and ask, and I'm building the foundation of how they're seeing the world 
And that's humbling and terrifying at the same time. But, you know, mom at the beginning is the one who shows them what caretaking is like and what it means to have someone take care of your needs and to love you unconditionally, to provide the foundation of spiritual growth and plant those seeds that hopefully we'll get to see someday. And there's just so many different aspects that mom specific, I mean, parents in general, that's parents in general, but mom specific, I think that God designed us to represent the more merciful parts of his character. You know, that's not always true in all parenting relationships, but I feel like typically the men are the more um, disciplinary and the moms are the more mercy kind of, that's how it is in my family. It's, it's always easier to get mom to, to be the pushover than dad, but I know that's not always the case. Um, But, you know, we reflect God's character in different ways and everybody's different. And that's a whole other topic. But I, I just think that as mom, we're the first glimpse that kids can have of having that foundation of their spiritual growth and understanding the character of God. You know, I have to tell you, you're spot on because that is how I came to Jesus Christ was through the example my mom gave to me when I was little, taking me to Sunday school and just, you know, representing that more nurturing, that more, I don't know, educator, you know, in that area. And I know if it wasn't for my mom, who's in heaven with Jesus, and I honor her and miss her so much every day. Um, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be where I'm at right now in terms of sitting here and having this conversation. You know, so I really thank you for answering. That's a tough, that is a tough question. But I think there's a lot of different facets of it. I just, from your perspective, I wanted to hear, you know, why you think that, it's so significant. So thank you. And, you know, one of the things that I always ask my guests too is around the story sharing piece. You know, there's lots of need for people to share their stories. You know, we all have a story. We write them, we tell them all those things. But I would love to hear from you too tonight why you think sharing your story is so important. For me, with my motherhood story and sharing it, it sounds kind of selfish, but I think it's more for me than for other people. Because when I share my struggles or um, where God's been faithful and victorious in it, that keeps me from being in that loneliness prison that I put myself in a lot as mom. And I think that's part of it is because I don't know if it's our culture or just a women's personality or whatever, but that perfectionistic, I need to show the world that I've got it all together prison that you put yourself in. And then when you share your story where you really struggle or the the things that are breaking your heart right now or where God has really taken a hold of your life and done miraculous things or just gotten you through the hard stuff, it shows you that you're not alone, that you don't have to be perfect, Pinterest perfect all the time or <laughs> Facebook perfect or whatever, you know? Oh, um, yeah. 
<laughs> just getting it, you know, it's the truth that sets you free to take that kind of, it's not really out of context, but just to, to, to talk about where you struggle to get it out there. So it's not festering in your heart. And then also when I talk about God's faithfulness on days like today, where it was honestly, a really, it was a rough day in the mama world in my house. And um, when I can sit down and, and talk about how God's been faithful in that, it puts me in so much better of a state and it pushes all of those lies away when I declare God's faithfulness in this story. Yes. Well, speaking of God's faithfulness, Jenna, would you be willing to sing a little bit of a worship song, a cappella? You have the most beautiful voice. I've seen you on Facebook Live. You've been on Moni's podcast singing. And I just thought we could bless the listeners a little bit before we jump into you sharing your story, if you feel like you're up to that tonight. I know it's you know, being pregnant with two twins and, you know, you've had a long day, it sounds like. So if a little, just a little bit of your song would be wonderful. Sure. Do you want me to sing the first part of it? Okay. Yeah. Whatever you feel you want to do. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changes not thy compassions, they fail not as thou hast been thou forever wilt be great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new mercies i see all i have needed thy hand hath provided great is thy faithfulness Lord, unto me. Oh, my goodness. Yay! <laughs> Jenna, you have the most beautiful, beautiful voice. That was right on pitch. It was so beautiful with nothing in the background. Do you sing acapella a lot? Yeah, um, and I play a lot of instruments, so that's really helped develop my ear. <laughs> Oh, you have a beautiful, beautiful voice. So thank you. And I love that song. It just, it does something to my heart when I hear that song. It just really, I resonate with it. And so this is perfect for moving into where your motherhood journey, God's story began. So Jenna, tell us, do tell us where your story began. So my motherhood journey was a rocky start in the sense that we had three years of infertility. 
And looking back, I can see what God was doing, which is how most trials are in our life. But at the time, I really struggled a lot with identity and pride is probably my biggest issue with that. And one of the things that I would do is, you know, I would sit there and fester in it and think, you know, we've got a really great financial status. Why are we not being given children? Or we have a really great marriage and that person's not even married. You know, it's all these horrible judgmental things that go through your head when you're in pain and you don't understand what God's doing. And we... Let's see. I was really struggling with that when I finally decided, you know what? This is affecting a lot of different aspects of my life. And this is more than just a festering wound. It's now become infected. And as a nurse, I'm going to pull out the nurse analogy stuff. But when things get infected, they can go septic and it starts affecting the rest of your body. And so this is how I knew that this was more than just a problem. It was becoming, it was affecting my choices. It was affecting my relationships. It was affecting my responses and reactions to emotional things and all of these different things. So I finally, finally got smart and said, God, you know what? I'm just going to give this to you and we're going to do with it what you've decided to do with it. I'm going to stop trying to be prideful and take control of it myself. So that was January of 2013 when I finally truly gave it all to God. And there were other things that we were trying to figure out health stuff and all of that. We weren't sure if we would ever have kids. Um, I knew it was my issue, not my husband's. And we were, we knew that God was starting to get us into a new journey of our trajectory of our lives. We didn't know what that was. But my husband had just finished getting a second degree. He got his first degree in youth ministry. And then he went into video production and web development. And he got a degree in computer animation. But we live in the cornfields of Ohio. <laughs> and you can't really get a job in computer animation when you live in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we decided to take a trip to visit my brother who lives out in LA and see if we liked it so that, you know, we had family out there because pretty much you have to live in New York, Florida, or California to get a job in this. So we figured that would be the first stop. Like, let's go check it out and see if we hate it or not, if it's doable, if the if it's way too expensive and we just can't afford it, any of that stuff. And we sat in the airport terminal and just sat and prayed and said, God, we know that you're doing something just please make it abundantly clear what what it is you have so that our next choice is just easy. You know, that we don't have to sit there and hem and haw and figure out, is this what God wants or is this what God wants? Just make it clear so we don't have to question what your choice in our life is. And <laughs> so it's just funny looking back at how God really answers prayer. <laughs> um, we landed in... California. And within hours of us landing there, my husband got a phone call that the um, company he was working for had decided to lay off 30 people. And he was one of those people. <laughs> it's, so I'm laughing now because, you know, we asked God to make it abundantly clear and he just took the choice away. He just made it for us, which was a huge answer to prayer. But then all of a sudden, all of these things that I had said, hey, God, we're financially stable and God, we have an awesome marriage went to, okay, 
well, we just lost our main breadwinner. Okay, we got to figure out new things and insurance and all of that. And, and our our marriage never was bad. But when you've got a woman in an identity crisis due to her infertility and a man in an identity crisis due to loss of job and his ability to um, provide for his family, that was probably one of the harder times for us in our marriage just to help each other out. We were both in a rough spot, you know? Um, and two weeks after that, we found out we were nine weeks pregnant with my oldest son. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so, so God had literally taken everything away that I had been pridefully saying that that was why we deserved a baby. And it, it sounds harsh, but it was gentle because I felt like as soon as we found out and I was like, God, why did you pick this time? This is the worst possible time was I just felt this washing of him telling me I chose this time because I want to prove to you that I'm the one who takes care of your baby. And this baby I love more than you ever could. And I'm going to use you to take care of him. But I'm the one that provides his needs for him. I'm the one that does all of this for him. And so that was my start of motherhood is God took everything away that I thought made me the best possible option to be a mom and prove to me that, nope, it's God who does all of that. That's a big, that's a big change from what your expectations were. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, you have such an incredible outlook on it from your, your, what you've shared now, because you've got the insight and the maturity to having gone through that. So moving forward, what, I mean, did things stabilize for you and your husband? Did you get employed, you know, kept your insurance? And I mean, were there some things that God brought through you through to help show that he was, you know, there for you? I was working what's called PRN in the nursing world where I tell them my schedule it's not full-time and it's not part-time. So you don't qualify for any benefits or anything like that. But I was trying to get into, this is a whole other story, but I was trying to get into the oncology field, which is one of those areas in medicine that you can't get a job until you get experience and you can't get experience until you get a job. So this was my my in for that. And when I called my boss freaking out, um, saying my husband just lost his job, do you happen to have any possible openings? She said, just 10 minutes ago, another nurse told me she wanted to retire. <laughs> and oh, um, usually doesn't happen. No. Oh, so, wow. so there was a job opening right there that was perfect. And it was actually, she had been slowly, we knew this might be coming, but it, it happened to be that day that she decided to, to tell. And so it was the job that I was filling in for and I loved it. So I got to take that job. My insurance kicked in the day after his stopped. It was kind of weird, but he got a job as a full-time video tech and tech director at a church after... And he had been doing freelance stuff because of his video expertise and all of that. He was able to do freelance gigs and stuff like that in the meantime. So he wasn't just sitting around twiddling his thumb. He still was able to do things to provide for the family. But he got that tech job at a church and it ended up not being the right fit, but there was still good things for him to learn what it's like to work in a church and and what does he like and what doesn't he like. He was 
very much working on his own and he realized I need to work with more people and a team and, and stuff like that. So he learned a lot about himself in it. And all of a sudden he just realized, okay, this is a great way that God's provided for us, but this is not where I think God's leading us to go right now. And he ran into his old boss before he was working as a video producer, but he also can code and do all these computer things. And his old boss knew that. And he ran into him at the grocery store. I think we were probably six months pregnant at this point and said, we have this job that's been sitting open for almost two years and we're pretty desperate. I think you'd be a good fit for it, even though it's not really where your experience lies. I think you'd fit fine. Apply for the job and come in. And he really struggled with that because he's very much a um, integrity-based person. He's like, I don't qualify for this job, but he took the advice and he applied for it. And it was with people he knew and he loved working with this team and it was going to be better hours for a new family and better income and which God would always provide anyway. So the income was never really our biggest concern, but all of these things. And he's like, I don't qualify for it, but I'll do it anyway. And he got the phone call, like he handed Eli to me after being born and then got the phone call that he got his job (laughs) at this place. So what, what an incredible story of God's provision in carrying you. Um, and showing you that he was going to provide and protect and he was your Lord and Savior in showing him uh, to you and to your family. I, you know, I, I mean, that in itself is an attestment of your faith, seeing God's faithfulness in your life, right? And strengthening your faith, which is necessary to be able to prepare you, I'm sure, for all the other things that you all have had to endure and go through because, of course, now you have three children, right? And you had your son. And is there a story around, because your son is special needs, is there a story that you have that um, brought you to, you know, a different level within being a mother, you know what I'm saying? Not expecting what was it or anticipating what you would need to be doing or how you would need to be parenting this this child. One of the biggest things that I struggle with is that things don't always go in motherhood how I expected. And having that three-year journey of infertility gave me lots of times to daydream and fantasize over how glorious motherhood was going to be and how great I'd be because I'd had all these resources and all this time to research what it's like to be a good mom. And then all of a sudden you have an unexpected, unplanned, very happy, but seemingly poorly timed pregnancy and all of these things... And then to find out that his special needs was hard because I felt like I did something wrong to cause it. And when we say special needs for my son, it's there's a delay in the myelin sheath in his frontal and parietal lobes, which affects his speech and his emotions. So his issues are delayed speech and he has issues with regulating his emotions. So it's not a physical issue. Um or, and he, I mean, he has learning delays, but he's catching up and all of that. So it's not anything uh, major that's put us in hospitals or anything like that. But 
a lot of my struggles with motherhood revolve around performance, achievement, and not meeting the expectations that I thought I was going to be able to do. (laughs) A lot of that means I'm not able to stay as calm as I thought I was going to be able to stay. But you know, last year, especially, I think was the biggest turning point for me in terms of where God is working. It is not a finished product. And there is definitely a lot of places to go here with it. But during the lockdown, my son thought that, you know, first of all, changes in regular scheduled things and, and all of that really stress him out and cause anxiety. And all of a sudden, everything was shut down. We couldn't go anywhere. And he thought he had done something wrong and that he just was like grounded or that nobody wanted to see him. So that was a whole other thing. And then I'm struggling with, we had just moved. My husband had just become a pastor. We had a, I think she was, she was just a year old, but still like a baby and all of these things. And and both of us were really in a, an emotional turmoil state. And it just kept escalating and getting hard for both of us. And finally, after six weeks of torture between the two of us, just not handling life well, then it was another moment kind of similar to the the infertility thing where I finally said, okay, God, I'm going to give this to you because you've done this before. You've taken this and you've done something with it and you've proven to me that you're faithful. So I sat and I memorized Psalm 139. And that was for for me and for understanding, you know, part of that is where it's I knit you together in my mother's womb. And, and then at the end, it's show me ways that I need to work on basically and where I've offended you, where where am I working? And so all of these different things is me humbling myself and figuring out, okay, I need to look at these promises. I need to declare the promises. I need to ask these questions and all of these things. And and that's where God's really started kind of changing the trajectory of my motherhood from being, you know, I'm not a good mom unless my kids behave perfectly and my house is clean and we're having gourmet meals all the time. You know, that was what I was basing my motherhood identity on. And God's showing me like, not only have I knit your children together in your womb, you know, that was a really cool thought in general. Um, But I knit you in your mother's womb and I have plans for you. And yes, there are things that you need to repent and things to work on. And we're going to do this together. And that's been this past year, this journey of, of trying to, get digging into some of that a little bit, which has been really... That was when things... I stopped being so anxious. I stopped trying to control everything. And well, most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, that's that was the big turning point for me. And it it always goes back to when I can start uh, focusing on scripture and figuring out what God wants is when I finally open up my heart to whatever it is he's trying to teach me. Well, Jenna, that's really, I think, important to share and bring to others is, you know, the relinquishment and the surrender of self to be able to allow God to be able to work. And that's how sometimes God works with us based on, you know, our just who we are as people. And that's how um, God obviously showed and revealed himself to you and it's so cool to see how you've, you know, grown and 
how the Lord has brought you to, because I believe, you know, that your calling is to mothers. I mean, you've been in so many different places, you know, being a mom that, you know, was struggling with fertility, being a, a mom of a special needs child, being, you know, a boy mom, a girl mom, right? Being a mom, a working mom. I mean, you've been in so many different roles in motherhood, you know, that you can really relate. I think your, your relatability to moms is really amazing. And I am so grateful that you would be willing to share that so openly and authentically, you know, today, or excuse me, this evening, because we are in evening, even though it's still like we are in evening, but our listeners could be listening day, who knows, they're all over the world. Um, in India, Germany, Canada, you know, they're US, they're all over. So I know that there will be um, many women that will be able to relate to what it is that you have shared. And this whole journey that you're on now with becoming a mom of twins. I mean, what do you think about this? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I just, I'm like, wow, Jenna, this is now twins. Now you're going to be a twin mom. Okay. <laughs> so thankfully you've been a nurse so you know so many different things right about care and health and it it can be it can be bad too though because then you know everything that can go wrong (laughs) all the bad case scenarios um but yeah this this uh this pregnancy was not planned (laughs) it was you know, we we were very happy and content with our family of five. That uh, was actually even my my daughter is the third. She's the first girl in sixty years in my husband's family. So we were not dreaming of a girl. We figured two boys is great. This is really fun. And then she came along, and that's that's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. I love having her. Um, and then you know we were trying to be. Uh, I would say we were not attempting to have any more children. (laughs) So this, this pregnancy was a huge surprise and still trying to figure out, you know, where it came from. And, um, and, you know, and then I just, I knew that there was something different about this pregnancy. I was having dreams about one time it was triplets. (laughs) So I'm glad it's not triplets. So I just knew, and, and my dreams have always shown me something at like with my daughter before we knew she was a girl I I had a dream about a like white haired like white hair blonde with blue eyes and that's exactly what she is and and stuff like that and I knew my boys were boys because of dreams so I was like this is this dream is telling me something my hormones are doing something weird and um I was really sick and tired for the whole first trimester. And I was thinking, is it because I'm older or am I being a wimp or what is going on? (laughs) Once five o'clock hit, I could not get off the couch without getting sick or just falling asleep. And I was like, there's something going on. So going into the ultrasound where we found out that it was twins, I knew that we were going to find something. And I didn't know what exactly, even though I really did know. And... Um, yeah. So as soon as she put the wand on my stomach, I saw the two babies before anyone else. And I was like, I knew 
this was going to happen. And it was funny because I had to take a glucose tolerance test because I make fat babies. So they just wanted to make sure everything was okay. I don't know why they did this. And so it's a first trimester glucose tolerance test, which I've never had to do with any of my other babies. I've never had issues with that. So anyway, I was like hyped up on sugar and then all of a sudden hyped up on adrenaline. And so I was like shaking on the the little table as they were doing this. And it, it felt right. And it was felt terrifying at the same time. And so the whole rest of the day, I was just kind of in shock trying to figure out, okay, this is, you know, I've got a special needs son. This is going to be five kids. I never planned on more then two. I don't know how I'm going to handle this, like all of this stuff. And the next morning I woke up and it was just another one of those washing. Like I didn't hear the audible voice of God or whatever, but it was just this washing feeling over me. And the first thing I thought when I woke up was like, God was telling me, you are obviously right in the middle of my plan and there is no place that you would rather be. And that was all I needed. And and it was just this peace. And, and I mean, I'm still kind of freaking out a little bit about like, okay, you know, the, this is going to be an interesting delivery and sleep deprivation is going to be fun. But just that, that little reminder that God gave me the day after of this, I woke up to, you are in the middle of my plan. There's, a, you obviously didn't plan this. This was not your plan, Jenna. <laughs> you know? So this is my plan for your family. And there's no place you'd rather be. And so that's been kind of the way I've been feeling since then. Well, that is precious. And I think this is a good way to wrap up our conversation because, you know, I think for those that are listening, there's probably all kinds of people wondering, you know, what the end of the story will be, you know, when you have these, these twins and, you know, how is God going to carry you through that? And I'm sure you're going to be sharing a lot of this in your, definitely um, in your podcasting or in other ways, you know, to keep the listeners, um, at least those in your influence and network and all that, you know, and I'm looking forward to keeping up with that and hearing that. When are the babies due? The technical due date is October 15th. But, you know, I'm five foot one. I don't think I can carry twins to full term, but we'll see what happens. Wow. Well, I'll tell you, it's such a blessing. And I know you're going to get great support, Jenna. It sounds to me like there'll be a lot of support coming for you. And, you know, when you are in the center of God's will and plan, he has this way of just confirming those things. And I'm sure your children are all excited, your husband and the grandparents and those babies. They're going to really rock your world. I mean, <laughs> not that you, you know what I'm saying. It's, they're going to, it's going to rock your family, everything too. So I'm really excited for you. I think it's amazing and you're very brave. And I'm so grateful that, um, especially this late, I'm sure you're very, very tired. So. I appreciate you sharing the God story. And so if there's listeners tonight that really want to reach out to you or may want to be connected to um, your podcast, or maybe they just need a listening ear and, you know, maybe there's an unexpected pregnancy out there, several, 
women that are struggling in motherhood, you know, questioning their imperfection, wondering, you know, some that are maybe even questioning whether they should terminate a pregnancy. What advice would you give those listeners? The one thing that I keep coming to, and this is the answer to so many different questions that I get asked when I'm guessing, but the one thing that I've learned in my study of faithfulness, you know, when we look at the Red Sea all the way to what I'm facing now with (laughs) who knows what the future holds and, and the stress and all of that, is that we can always trust our future because of the faithfulness of what God has done in our past. So it's really important, like I was saying, to tell our story so that we can go through and look, hey, God got me through that infertility pain and God got me through the job loss and sudden pregnancy and taking care of all of those needs. And God has gotten me through three babies so far and all of that sleep deprivation and all of these different things. He provides those needs. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy because it's definitely not going to be easy when when all of these things happen. But we can rest in peace knowing that God has taken care of our needs and has been faithful to us in the past. And so we can trust that as we take one step at a time forward. Okay, great words, Jenna. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining. I know your God story is definitely going to really bless many. And I wish you a wonderful Mother's Day. And I can't wait to, as I said, to see your twins in the future. And, you know, I'm just really looking forward to how God's going to continue to work in your story, Jenna. And friends, I'm going to have this episode available to listen to on our website with some other information about Jenna. And I would definitely appreciate you following my show friends on Apple podcasts or subscribing to my show. I'm out there on a lot of different platforms. And I want to also wish all of you beautiful moms, including Jenna here, stepmoms, moms to be, which Jenna's a mom and a mom to be, you grandmas, your GGs, your Mimas, your Mimis, your Grammys, a very, very blessed Mother's Day. And until the next show, friends, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org. 